It's time for a wellness revolution. Brought to you by Hotsi Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a better quality of life. He's the doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor. Now, Dr. Stephen Hotsi. Welcome to Dr. Hotsi's Wellness Revolution. I'm Stacey Banfield here with Dr. Stephen Hotsi, founder of the Hotsi Health and Wellness Center. And as always, if you have not yet downloaded our podcast, or maybe you have, it's been a while. You can always go to hotzepodcast.com. That's H-O-T-Z-E podcast.com. Okay, we have got a great guest on today. So great. We invited her back. She's been on our radio program before. Now she's been on our podcasts. So pleased to have Dr. Sherry Rogers back online with us. We are so glad. Uh, Dr. Rogers is a board certified member of the American Board of Environmental Medicine. She's also a fellow of the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, and a fellow of the American College of Nutrition. She's uh, also a member of the board of the American Family Practice uh, Society. She's been in solo practice for at least nearly 40 years. She originally was in Syracuse. Now she operates out of Carolina, South Carolina, right? And Florida. We play tennis and every day. Very nice. Life. When it gets cold in South Carolina, they go to Florida. Right. <laughs> and people from up east go to South Carolina when it gets cold. So South Carolina's a beautiful state. Anyway, mm-hmm. she's written numerous books. Um, the the myth of uh, the the uh, blood pressure, high blood pressure hoax, the cholesterol hoax, detoxifier die, no more heartburn, pain free in six weeks. Wellness Against All Odds, and on and on and on and on. And you can find her by going by going to prestigepublishing.com, P-R-E-S-T-I-G-E, prestigepublishing.com, to order her books. I think you, what, how many books do you have, 30? Uh, no, 15, but 30 years of the newsletter. And right. I'm a junkie, a reference junkie. So everything is, that I say... We have the scientific backup someplace in the past 15 years of uh, 15 books and 30 years of the newsletter. I first heard Dr. Rogers at the Pan American Allergy Society in San Antonio in 1990, I believe it was. And so I followed, and, and when she was teaching at that time on detoxification, detoxifier diet, that was her, maybe, was that your first book? Oh, no. Anyway, first one was the EI syndrome, mm. how to, how environmental uh, environmental allergies. illness syndrome, which plays into detoxifier die. So anyway, she's had a profound impact on me because I read her books. Don't let your cardiologist poison you to death, and a bunch of other books I've got here that I I even keep them at my at my bedside table. So before I go to bed, I say I'm just going to read something again that Sherry Rogers. They're all underlined, and and so I appreciate you've really had an impact on my life, and I'm very grateful to to you for all you do. So we wanted to visit today about chronic diseases and the major causes of chronic diseases. Now, when we think of chronic diseases, folks, and by the way, let me, let me go back and just remind you, our listeners, what I do believe, and I'm sure Dr. Rogers would share this belief, I believe that you and everyone needs a doctor and a staff of professionals who have the know-how and the ability to be able to coach you onto a path of health and wellness naturally without the use of pharmaceutical drugs so that as you mature, 
you're full of energy. You got vim and vigor. You got get up and go. You got life. You got enthusiasm. And you enjoy getting up every day. That's what we want for you. And if that makes sense to you, you're tuned in today to the right podcast because the doctor that really best exemplifies teaching, training, and coaching not only her patients but other physicians on how to help people obtain and maintain health and wellness naturally is Dr. Sherry Rogers. So we're visiting with her today, and we wanted to, and I'm asking her a question about chronic diseases. And when we think about chronic diseases, I'm sure we're going to be talking about high blood pressure, kidney disorders, diabetes, coronary artery disease, Alzheimer's disease, degenerative arthritis, and a host of other chronic problems that people get as they walk through their lives. And these are primarily diseases of, uh, you know, late, middle, and, and older age. This is when people have these problems, but they've been developing over a lifetime caused by bad habits and, and uh, frankly, by the toxins and pharmaceutical drugs. Now, so we're going to talk about the chronic diseases and the main causes of chronic diseases. So I'm going to throw it open to you, Dr. Rogers. Oh, well, thank you so much for all the kind comments. And um, just so folks know what we're talking about, like you said, Chronic disease is really anything from depression and opioid addiction to arthritis, Alzheimer's, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, heart attacks, atrial fib, uh, cancers, thyroid. It doesn't matter what it is, what the label is. What matters is what caused it. And I want to go through the seven. I've given a lot of thought to this because uh, I was trying to figure out the most practical ways that people could reduce their risk and reduce their symptoms once they get the diseases. Uh, and so I've made it into what I call the 7M because they all, all seven of these major sins begin with an M. And in, folk, in case folks think uh, chronic disease is not a big deal in the United States, we lead the world in it. There, in terms of the most expensive medical care system on the planet Earth, we are number one. In terms of the best medical care and the least chronic disease, we are not number one, number two, three, we're number 43. We are so bad that you could live in 42 other countries and have a better health than you do in the United States. And when I get done with the 7M, the seven major reasons that have destroyed the United States people's health, I think you'll see why we lead the world. Um, in the, the first one, it, the first M is medications. For example, prescription things like statins actually guarantee you will get Alzheimer's because they poison the HMG-CoA reductase enzyme that makes coenzyme Q. It's sort of the currency of energy in the body. Plus, it poisons making, uh, it poisons cholesterol, which you have to have. In order to remember what I said two seconds ago, you have to make new memory. The only way you can do it is with multiple different chemical pathways, which include cholesterol. And so uh, statin drugs, there are many other uh, pr uh, prescription things, but as an example of a non-prescription drug that can do just as much damage, 
the NSAIDs, Aleve, ibuprofen, uh, all that stuff, Advil, that everybody's socking down before their tennis games. Uh, these are actually a major cause of high blood pressure. And the United States leads the world in high blood pressure. One in three adults over 50 now has it. Um, other things that are deadly, that are non-prescription, FDA approved, are the um, Nexium, the proton pump inhibitors, Nexium, Prilosec, Omeprazole. Uh, these are considered so safe by the FDA that they don't require a prescription. And yet they're so dangerous that they knock out your acid so that you think your heartburn went away. We wrote the book, No More Heartburn, which tells you how to get rid of your heartburn. If you're foolish enough to take the proton pump inhibitors, they knock out the acid so that you feel temporarily better, but then you will morph into other diseases because cutting out your acid, you are, on, you are now inhibiting the absorption of, for example, magnesium. So there are many studies that we've referenced in the Total Wellness Newsletter that you, as you take more Prilosec or Nexium, you get higher blood pressure, you get atrial fibrillation, you get chronic back pain from muscle spasms, you get depression, you get exhaustion, and then you get the ultimate magnesium deficiency symptom, acute heart attack, and you're dead. Because if you don't have enough magnesium, it doesn't, I had four specialties, and one was emergency room. Um, if you, you can sit there and defibr or, um, use cardioversion until the cows come home, but if they don't have enough magnesium in their bloodstream, they cannot resurrect the heart. You know, and they so don't that's why. Sure, you know, Dr. Rogers, you know now in the protocol, they don't even use magnesium anymore, magnesium sulfate. And I know. I mean, it's just crazy. So Well, we, we actually went through the practice guidelines of cardiologists and the emergency room physicians in uh, the last few years of the newsletter. And you're absolutely right, Dr. Hotze. They do not even, if you go there, you are not given heparin often, you are not given magnesium, and you have to have these in order to save a person. So in the 2011 Total Wellness Newsletter, we have the uh, evidence and the instructions for those things that people should carry with them at all times, in their gym bag, tennis bag, golf bag, in the car, in their purses, everywhere, because uh, if you don't save your life, Two to one, they're not going to be able to in the emergency room. And as the Journal of the American Medical Association has recently been showing, uh, the quicker you do these things, like taking care of clots, the, the better the outcome is. And so there's no reason why everybody should not be equipped with injectable heparin and magnesium. It has already saved countless lives um, from our, our readers and people extremely close to me. So we have the first M as medications. The next one let is me, hey, let me Let me interrupt you and mention something. The night I graduated from medical school, Dr. Rogers, my father held a banquet for me at the Houston Club downtown. I graduated University of Texas Med School in, in the medical center here in Houston. So he holds a banquet for me. And over dinner, he turns to me. My father was a very successful entrepreneur in the manufacturing business. So he turned to me and he said, son. I said, yes, sir. He said, don't poison your patients like all the other doctors do. <laughs> and he told me that several times over that first, my first year out of practice and 
during my internship, and then when I went into emergency medicine, and and that stuck in me, and eventually it, it you know, it gave root and grew into a tree called the Hoetze Health and Wellness Center in 1989 is when I finally made my break and decided to do natural approaches to health, and I haven't looked back. But it literally took me probably 10 years, even after being in practice in natural approaches to health, till I finally saw that I knew how bad drugs were, until finally I had, I had washed all the poisonous thoughts out of my mind about the pharmaceutical drugs that were in my mind that had been you know, taught in medical school and by all the various representatives. As a matter of fact, in the mid-'90s, after we'd been in practice about six years here, and we did allergy work, so we saw, we'd see, you know, the drug salesmen would come in with their various inhalers and medication, and finally I said, we're done. I'm not letting any more drug reps come into this office. And in 1994, 95, we just stopped it cold. Can't come in. But anyway, Dr. Rogers is right, and my daddy was right. Don't let the doctors poison you. The medication that most that your doctors are going to give you every medication that's a prescription medication and many of the, and also over the counter medications are toxins toxin and and we know they're toxins because the liver has to detoxify that means it has to remove the toxin well if they weren't toxins the drugs you wouldn't have to detoxify them and then you look up the definition of toxify in Webster's dictionary and the first definition is poison so drugs are poisons, and in reality, conventional medicine really believes that they can poison you to good health, which doesn't make a lick of sense. I don't care how many double-blind studies you do and placebo-controlled, drugs are poison, and they are dangerous to your health long-term. Now, there may be some instances where you have to intervene for a short period of time with a drug. But if you get yourself on a path of health and wellness now, get off, get on the get on the health highway, which most of you are on right now. You're on the wrong side of the road, getting ready to go over an overpass and get whacked. Don't wait till you get crippled, or worse yet, till your family buries you. Then it'll be too late. Don't wait till you get crippled before you decide to turn around on the health highway and go the right way. You can do it now, and you can prevent. The problems she was talking about, needing magnesium and, and heparin when you go into an emergency room. You can prevent getting ever a heart attack. It's preventable when you have the prop when you eat in a proper manner and when you take vitamin C and lysine and proline and magnesium. If you load your in fish oils, you load yourself with that, you're not gonna get coronary artery disease. If you eat right and keep the sugars out, you won't have to worry about that. The time to take your your, to eat right and the time to take your vitamins and minerals is now before you need it. When you, when you get the problem, it's going to be too late in many cases, and you're not going to be able to reverse it. Anyway, I'm off my – that was my high horse. <laughs> Go ahead, Dr. Rogers, if we can get through. Okay, so our seven major problems. The first one was medications. The next one is mercury, and a lot of folks will say, oh, I, I hardly – I don't have any problem with mercury. Ha! The um, – process to make corn syrup, corn starch, corn sugar, uh, which are the predominating forms of sweetness in most processed foods, is a mercury alkali process. And that gives the average person with the average consumption of processed foods with uh, 
corn, corn sugar, corn um, sweetener in it, the equivalent of having one new mercury amalgam in their mouth, one silver filling, quote unquote, um, every day of their lives. This leads to leaky gut, autoimmune disease, Alzheimer's, you name it. And the other, and the problem is that when they did the studies, uh, Monsanto said um, with with their product or with the uh, the mercury that um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm I'm going into Monsanto now already. Um, the Mercury, I just want to say one more thing about the mercury, and that is that when researchers want to create 100 rats with diabetes so they can do experiments with drugs, what do they give them? The mercury, chloralkali, corn syrup, corn sugar, corn starch that's in all processed foods. They use the very FDA-approved food additives or contaminants um, that are okay for us to actually create uh, rats with diabetes, um, so they can do experiments. Anyway, the next um, 7M, first we had medications and then mercury, is Monsanto, which is a real bugaboo for me because um, what happens is the Monsanto genetically engineered corn and soy so that they would eliminate various toxins, like the corn puts out the BT toxin, that actually kills the corn borer worm. And Monsanto got it past the FDA because they said, well, it doesn't kill it, human cells. It, it only kills, um, or their, their Roundup, rather, their uh, Roundup pesticide that's on, that contaminates all of these, uh, all their foods. It does not, um, it only kills weeds. It does not kill human cells. And the problem is that 90% of our bodies is not human cells, it's our microbiome. And those are damaged by the Roundup, the weed killer that contaminates not only GMO corn and soy, which is the majority of all the corn and soy that is in, and it's kind of the backbone of the American diet, but also it's the, um, the, uh, where am I going with this? Um, I, I have so many thoughts charging through my mind that I well, well, <laughs> I'm we, getting tongue tied well, here. Well, we know we know this. When she talks about the microbiome, that's a fancy way of saying the bacteria in your colon, primarily. That's where now we do have bacteria that lines our skin, you know, commensal, normal, healthy bacteria that keeps bad bacteria out. But in your colon. Your colon is full of good, healthy bacteria like lactobacillus, acidophilus. We'd call that a probiotic, bifobacterium. And these, these bacteria are very important in, in uh, producing some vitamins that are necessary for your health and also in the digestion of your food. And when you take these various HM, uh, GMO products and other products that have the pesticide roundup on it it'll kill off the uh, kill off the normal bacteria which will inevitably lead to a yeast overgrowth which causes a host of health problems in your gut so monsanto has engineered this uh and and they've really created a tremendous havoc of poor health in the country 
through their products and their use of these products. Yeah, one of the problems that um, I, I've been addressing for quite a while is not only does the Roundup create a deficiency of vitamin D, and that's epidemic. You can't heal high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, um, infection, depression, uh, osteoporosis, et cetera, without enough D. And there's an epidemic of low D, and part of it could possibly be from the Roundup. But a more serious problem is the levels of Roundup, or actually the metabolite, glyphosate, um, are six times higher in Americans than they are in Europeans because they're not ruled by the FDA uh, allowing GMO foods into the food uh, culture. And the problem is that women who have breast cancers, when they do the biopsies of women whose cancers, whose adenomas were not cancerous versus those that were, the ones who have cancer have seven times the level of Roundup or the uh, glyphosate, the metabolite. Now, where do they where do they measure that? Is that measured in the blood or in the tissue or in the biopsy? They they are measuring that um, in the blood, and they can also uh, they measure it, but then they pair it with whether or not the woman had a positive biopsy or not. And the women who had positive biopsies had levels of glyphosate uh, seven times higher than the average person. And the glycosate, and the glycosate it comes from the product Roundup. In fact, that's, that's what it is. It is on foods, highways, in homes. It's everywhere. Lawns, people can go to the store today and buy gallons of it and spread it any place they want to. And this is all FDA approved. Um, one of the big problems, too, is that, um, which we've been... Um, we're working with, it damages the chemistry of an essential amino acid called glycine, which is a huge detoxifier, plus it's a tranquilizer in the brain. It has many uses. Anyway, we've gone into a lot of that in the um, newsletters. On the, yes. on the corn and soy GMO, how, is that, how does that affect the microbiome? Well, there, the corn, for example, makes a BT toxin to kill the corn borer worm. Right. Anytime you can kill something that's living, you can also kill your microbiome. I got in other you. Words, so we're talking about in the, gut. the GMO, the genetically modified corn, now makes an insecticide to kill a borer weevil, but it also gets in our system when we eat it, and it kills the microbiome. Right. I mean, there's just so many problems with it that you want to try to avoid at all costs and take extra glycine because of the chemistry that I won't boggle you, boggle you right. down with. Well, listen, but, this, this deal about uh, glycosate and how it inhibits the production or conversion of cholesterol to vitamin D. Is that right? It it lowers vitamin D, but they're not quite sure how it does that. So it may be the reason because we... The, it, well, see, one of the problems is that when... Monsanto is very smart. Um, you don't get to be a multi-billion dollar company without checking everything out. And so what they did, like in cancer studies, for example, was they knew how long it would take a rat or a mouse to get cancer. So they give the glyphosate in an 
time frame that is just short of that. So they can say to the FDA, here's our study, and it shows that this does not cause cancer. And, um, and so then when they tested the glyphosate, that is one metabolite of Roundup. But what they didn't test were the, quote, inert ingredients, which are proprietary. And some of those are nastier than the original um, herbicide. So you have a lot of unknowns that are protected under the proprietary uh, inert ingredient label. Well, it may be that uh, the reason we've got such a rampant problem with low vitamin D levels, we, all our guests that we see at the Health and Wellness Center, they're all inevitably very, very low. And it may be that it's the chemicals in our system that we're getting. Maybe it's from the Roundup, the glyphosate or whatever, or the inert ingredients or something in the environment that's inhibiting the conversion well, of cholesterol. Well, people are slathering themselves. I mean, when I play tennis, the women are spraying themselves with uh, sunscreen and, you know, I mean, they're inhaling it and everything. Right, right. <laughs> it's really ludicrous. But anyway, um, people are inhibiting a lot of sun, which is actually used to make electrons in the human body and, of course, to make vitamin D. So you really don't want to inhibit it. Um, if you have enough of the right nutrients, beta carotene, et cetera, you will not make skin cancer. I'm naturally blonde. I'm not even gray yet. And I play tennis in the high noon uh, for 20 years. And I do not wear sunscreen and I hardly even have any wrinkles. So it's, it's not, it's what is inside the body. So the, for the seven M's that cause, have destroyed U.S. health, we have medications, mercury, Monsanto. The next one is mangled fats because the FDA has a has done what I call legal lying by allowing the average person to eat trans fats, even though Harvard researchers showed two decades ago that there is no safe level of trans fats. They um, have allowed the uh, food manufacturers to put no trans fats on a label if there are less than 500 milligrams of trans fats in the very portion of food that the food manufacturer selected. So if it says two, no trans fats and it's two potato chips, then it's, each, each one could be 250 milligrams for all you know because right. that's um, legal lying as far as I'm concerned. And the problem is the trans fats are a huge cause of cardiovascular disease, as we showed in the book, um, Is Your Cardiologist Killing You?, when I review the records from people um, with serious cardiovascular disease, atrial fibrillation uh, around the world, uh, one of the first things I see in a 12-page assay of their blood test is that they're loaded with trans fats and their cell membranes, which of course are not just in the heart but the brain and everywhere, are literally starving for the right fatty acids and choked with the wrong ones. And so just by fixing that chemistry, uh, and getting them off the trans fats, uh, you can make a dramatic change in diseases that medicine still says uh, has no known cause, no known cure. I mean, look at all the people who have atrial fibrillation, and all they have to do is 
do the oil change that we described in Detoxify or Die, or we described it also in the High Blood Pressure Hoax and in Is Your Cardiologist Killing You? Because it's absolutely fundamental to healing everything, to have the right fats in the cell membrane. That's where all the messages for whether or not you have cancer, whether or not you fight off any disease, that's where all the information comes from. It's sort of like the computer keyboard. So if a person has the wrong fats, they don't have the right electricity in there, they don't have the pores and the channels don't open properly. That's why people are on beta blockers, calcium channel blockers. They're on all sorts of poor blockers because those pores or those gates that are supposed to open and close millions of times a second in the cell membrane are no longer functional because they're bogged down with the wrong fats. And these are the fats that are hydrogenated um, and a lot of them are, are soybean derived first of all. So you've got all the stuff we talked about with uh, Monsanto on top of the mangled fats or trans fatty acids. Right now, and to do an all change, folks, what you have to do is you have to have fish oil. That's the best way to do it. And you have to have DH, DHA, docosohexanoic acid, and EPA, hmm, epipentatoic acid. Say it Epi- 10 times fast. I can't. <laughs> I've got to think about it, but you can get that in something very simple. You can get it at a health food store. Or you can get from Nordic natural and that's cod liver oil. And um, you recommend that, don't you doc? Cod liver oil. Oh, absolutely. But a very special one because we're very particular about, well, we've, um, since its inception about over 25 years ago, there's a 12 page assay that looks at, Folks, vitamins, minerals, fatty acids, amino acids, organic acids, it'll show us what, what's broken, what has to be fixed in order for them to be well. And I review their records from Harvard, Johns Hopkins, Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, before uh, I uh, interpret these for them on the phone. And the odd thing is that even these best institutes that are supposed to be creme de la creme, they never look for the cause and the cure. You can see someone with the worst atrial fibrillation, with a history of uh, paroxysmal ventral, ventricular tachycardia, uh, with uh, serious angina, who, people who've had heart attacks. Do you think I've ever even seen an RBC magnesium? If there is a mag, it's the worst one. It's the serum magnesium, which is so insensitive that it can be actually higher than normal after you've had a heart attack. And the heart attack can have been caused by having too low a magnesium, like being on uh, Nexium. But when the heart muscle, when it has a heart attack, some of that magnesium leaks out into the bloodstream, making the serum magnesium look, look higher good. than normal. So the, guy, the cardiologist thinks, oh, well, he shouldn't have any mag here. That's he's already has way too much. They are utterly clueless. They do not look at the biochemistry of healing of finding the cause and the cure. Well, listen, on that point about magnesium and red blood cell magnesium, which we check with our, our providers check on all our guests, what I have found is that routinely they fall within the range. You know, the range is 4.5 to 6.9 or something like that. I don't know. That's what our range is from LabCorp on RBC magnesium. And I look at that, and I know that the vast majority of people are magnesium deficient, 
So while we ch- – I, I can't think of anybody that I've seen any of my particular guests. I'm sure there's some out there. We just don't see it really below the normal range. But I'm thinking that that range that the lab has is takes in 90 – you know, it's the mean plus or minus two standard deviations. And if everybody that's getting tested is low – and so they're making the they make the lab value this low level. Everybody who's low falls within a normal range. They're all normal for everybody being low. So I think you, and tell me if you're wrong, but I think you really got to take it above, above, get it above that level to do any good. So I always, I always, I always tell my my guests. I mean, I tell them to take minimum if they're a small lady, minimally six hundred milligrams of magnesium glycinate. If they're regular size, eight hundred to a thousand, push them until they until their problems are resolved. And if you got leg cramps and muscle cramps, I can assure you you have low magnesium. I promise you, and you can take that, and that'll get rid of that. Uh, and also, if you have poor sleep habits, magnesium and blood pressure, folks, the most common cause of of hypertension or high blood pressure. And there is a cause for it. Contrary to what your conventional doctor will tell you, there is a cause, and it's low magnesium. And you can routinely give magnesium, and I've done this on, and we've done it here on thousands of patients that have had, when they come in and have high blood pressure, we get them up on the program, but I ensure that they're taking magnesium plus vitamin C and some arginine and maybe a little potassium, but that magnesium, I push magnesium. And 80% of the time, we will get their blood pressure normalized. Now, it's important to start taking that magnesium when you're young. Don't wait till you got rock-hard arteries, and now you've got inflamed arteries, and you're 75 years old, and you want to try to use magnesium to relax your smooth muscles. Well, they're all very – they're damaged throughout your whole body, and they're not going to respond like they should earlier. So this goes to the point – when should you start eating right and taking vitamin, minerals, and nutrients and exercise? When you're young. That's when you start. So you stay healthy. You don't wait till you start getting sick and fat and get high blood pressure and diabetes, and now you're going to change your habits. Just don't get them. Anyway, that's my second soapbox. <laughs> Third. Third. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we got medications, mercury, Monsanto, mangled fats, Mm -hmm. and next is mycotoxins because most people were brought up on antibiotics and they have a load of candida and other uh, bad fungi, rotatoria, etc. in the gut. And um, what unfortunately, um, it causes leaky gut, which then uh, creates autoimmune diseases, which they're told there's no known cause, you know, MS, uh, colitis, etc. In fact, just about really every disease is autoimmune because we do make antibodies, even in cardiovascular disease, against the um, various parts of the, the cell. The problem with um, a lot of this is that when folks have a leaky gut, bacterial and food antigens cross into the bloodstream and so the immune system says whoa these are new things and we're supposed to fight off anything that we don't recognize that we've never seen before so they the body makes antibodies against these bacterial yeast food antigens the problem is that many antigenic receptor sites 
on our tissues also resemble those, uh, th those that lock and key antigen antibody thing can hook in there. And this causes part of our epidemic of thyroiditis, where people make antibodies against their own thyroid. And one of the big problems that we're seeing now is that not only do they make antibodies against their thyroid, but these antibodies uh, don't just attack the thyroid, they attack the brain too. So it's another cause of silent uh, Alzheimer's that insidiously develops. Another problem that folks have when they have they leak these antigens is they develop antibodies to foods that never bothered them before. And um, so what we did was we published a paper, uh, a medical paper for doctors and then a, a book for everybody with all this information because it turns out that three out of four people with any type of arthritis, even if it's from an old injury, if it's rheumatoid, which is the worst type supposedly incurable, if they don't eat the nightshades, potatoes, tomatoes, peppers, cayenne, chili, paprika, etc., modified food starch, a lot of different hidden uh, food contaminant names, um, they don't hurt. And this is all this information is in pain-free in six weeks. Um, because, for example, if, if I have potato, um, it swells up my psoas muscle, P-S-O-A-S, and it mimics a ruptured disc with severe pain and a paralyzed leg. And I have to make my luscious husband promise not to take me to the emergency room because we know the antigen-antibody complex will drop off in six weeks and it does, and I'm back to tennis. Um, but that's how serious it can be. And when we did the study that we published in a medical journal, uh, we took some of the worst cases. We took children with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. You ask any rheumatologist, there's no known cause, no known cure. In fact, the medical center where I uh, graduated from, they wanted to put these children on chemotherapy for their rheumatoid arthritis. Every one of them was cured just by going on the nightshade-free diet. Uh, and it doesn't matter if they're 80 years old or 8 years old. Um, so pain-free in six weeks. If you have any arthritis, uh, you want to learn all the ins and outs because that's one of the main cripplers for a lot of people who no longer play tennis or golf or whatever because they have bad knees, bad shoulders, bad backs, you name it, whatever. So, Dr. Rogers, just to interrupt you for just a moment, because a lot of people listening to this podcast, you know, people are trying to look for natural approaches to health, and people have heard for years that tomatoes are supposed to be really good for you. So I think this will come as a surprise to them to hear you talking about that they're a nightshade and what does all that mean? Could you just briefly describe what that means, a nightshade, and why why people might well, want to avoid tomatoes? It's when we have taken a lot of antibiotics, for example, or um, a, a high sweet diet, it upsets the balance inside the gut. And so now you can get overgrowth of yeast because yeast, for example, are not killed by most antibiotics. They're killed by antifungals, but not antibiotics. So they have a heyday. They grow out of proportion. They inflame, they infect the lining of the gut, and this causes the gut to leak the uh, gap junctional proteins, the um, spaces between the cells in the gut become enlarged. So now food particles can seep through that never the immune system has never seen because they're, they were always kept inside the gut. 
So like, for example, I was brought up on tons of tomatoes and tomato sauce. It was a poor family. I was the oldest of eight. So we had lots of Spanish rice. And uh, what happens is now you would never think of a food allergy, which is why we wrote the book, The EI Syndrome, so that people can figure out their own food allergies. Because if you go to a doctor who measures food antigens, there are about 12 mechanisms by which you can have a food allergy. The blood test only checks for one. So you're still you're still way out of the right. ballpark. So the best thing is to do the, the the diagnostic test, which costs nothing in the EI syndrome and learn how to figure out your own food allergies. So anyway. Well, um, let me clear up on, on the nightshades. Not everyone has problems with nightshades. Only if you have a leaky gut can you develop problems because the nightshades is they're broken down the molecules cross the uh, the uh, bowel uh, blood barrier and get into the bloodstream, you make antibodies to them. So nightshades in and of themselves, if you're healthy, aren't bad for you, right? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, the lycopene, like um, Stacy was saying, they have wonderful benefits for people. Oh, yeah. it's just, and- I'm sure I heard a sigh of relief out there. The <laughs> <audience>. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but-, but if you do have, if you've got arthritis and joint pain, Eliminate the nightshades, and that would be your peppers, that would be your tomatoes, your potatoes, and a host, host, host of other things. Look yeah, it up. But it's all, the basis look. of the American diet, so they have to really because, like one year, folks came in and they said, "I've been so perfect, no arthritis." And at Thanksgiving time, um, I was so good. I I just ate the turkey and a few other things. So I went to the grocery store, and lo and behold, the turkeys are injected with modified food starch. Modified food protein. Guess what that is? Potato starch. Look at all the people on gluten-free. What do they use instead of the wheat? They use potato. So we're going to have an epidemic of even more arthritis than we ever thought of because people are now ordering out Blue Apron and all this stuff. And to make things look pretty and fresh, what do you put on? A lot of colorful tomatoes, peppers, green, red, yellow. Um, it's, It's just the beginning. Very interesting. So cornstarch is, uh, I'm sorry, the starch, potato starch, of course, that they're using uh, for bake, in baked products that's gluten-free. They're using the potato starch, and, of course, potatoes, a nightshade, and there you're going to have problems. you got problems. So, okay, what's six? Well, in fact, I've even seen some... Um uh, liposomal vitamins made by some very famous people. And if you look at their liposomal vitamin C, they put paprika in it. It's a nightshade. And if it goes, if the liposomal technology takes it inside the cell, cell, how long does it take to get rid of it? We don't know. Anyway, so we have for the 7M, we have medications, mercury, Monsanto, mangled fats, mycotoxins, um, and we've hardly touched any of these, and then the manufactured xenobiotics. Because, um, for example, PFOAs, um, you would know them as Teflon. Uh, that's a great way to create cardiovascular disease. Most people are loaded with Teflon. Look at your Teflon pans. It wears off after a while. Plus, it's in your carpet, in your furniture. It's it's everywhere. It's in your computer. It's um, 
and that's just an example of one chemical. The probably the worst one of all are the phthalates, P H T H A L A T E S, and this is all in the um, detoxifier dye, because the phthalates, the plasticizers, actually leach out of like plastic water bottles and plastic soda bottles and saran wrap and so forth into the food and they damage the very fundamental beta oxidation, the chemistry, the very fundamental chemistry of fatty acids, just like the statins do. They can create every chronic disease just with the phthalates, the plasticizers. And we are never gonna be away from them, and so people have to learn how to get them out of the system uh, because we're, we're just so utterly toxic. It's well, let's talk about how do you, let's talk about how do we get rid of them. Mind you folks, all you folks out there that think, well, I'm not drinking that water out of my tap. I'm getting bottled water. Well, frankly, in many cases, the bottled water you're drinking is just tap water that they put in a plastic bottle. That's just what, right. I mean, it's crazy. You're going to pay a premium for that. Even if you get good spring fed water and there are some good products out there with good water, they're in plastic. And so the plastic leaches out of the sides of the, of the bottle into the water. And you can taste the difference. You can get a bottle of, pla- of uh, water in plastic, whether it's Ozark or whatever, and you can get Mountain Valley water in glass. And you can taste them, and you can taste the plastic in the plastic uh, bottle, water bottle. And that gets in your system. And those are Zeno. Uh, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're xenoestrogens, you know, yeah. they're xenoestrogens and they're, they mimic estrogen and they're hormone disruptors. They disrupt your hormones, the production and utilization of the hormones, the production of the hormones and the ability of the hormones to get into the cells. They damage the cell, the receptors. So they disrupt your hormones. They're called xenoestrogens because they, they affect, they have a very similar effect as estrogen molecules and they and so it causes a host of problems. It causes men to have low testosterone levels. It gives women it gives women estrogen dominance, which adversely affects their uh, thyroid through the production of thyroid binding globulin. It causes a host of health problems. And that's just drinking plastic out of the glass. My gosh, they put. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just drinking uh, the glass in, uh, in a plastic bottle. I mean, the water in a plastic bottle. That those plasticizers get in your system, but they're everywhere. All the petrochemical products you breathe them, you they're in your food. You, they're in the packaged food. You got you got all these xenoestrogens. These, they're they're petrochemical products is what they are. These are all derived from petrochemical, which are xenoestrogens, and they're ubiquitous. They're also in the food, uh, not only the food you eat and everything you drink, but what you slather on your body. And women are particularly bad about putting stuff on their body. They always have creams and all that. My wife has all puts all kinds of stuff, creams and all this stuff that I never did and never and don't do. And one day about two years ago I said, Honey, I looked at something she some cream she was putting on. I looked at the side of the bottle and I can't tell you the number of, of chemical products that were in there. I said, Baby, what are you doing? These are all petrochemical products. These are going right into your system. They disrupt the hormones. This, this is not good for you. I, and, and it's a shame because here at the Hotsi Pharmacy, at our compounding pharmacy, we compound natural products using 
natural estrogen and vitamin C and natural oils without any petrochemicals at all that we can use. And I said, honey, we got this at the office, you know, but it's kind of like the cobbler's kids never have shoes. You know, the natural, the doctor who does his natural approaches to health, his wife's putting on some kind of lotion that's full of petrochemicals. So anyway, she learned her lesson about that. But that's very dangerous. These are the petrochemicals that cause problems, and that's why there's a tremendous host of health problems related in our country related to hormone imbalances and deficiencies. Well, in fact, if you want to tell her how they discovered the phthalates, researchers at Yale were studying breast cancer cells from humans, and they were then adding chemotherapy. Well, first they would add a carcinogen to make the breast cancer cells grow even faster, and then they would add various chemotherapies to see which ones might slow down the cancer growth. Guess what happened? They didn't even have to add the carcinogen because the it turned out the cancer cells started growing wildly as though the carcinogen had been added. It was the phthalates, the plastics leaching out of the petri dishes that made that acted like fertilizer for the breast cancer cells. So it's just one more reason why folks should, and, and you know, back on vitamin D, this is driving me crazy because my, my mind goes, when I talk about like one nutrient, it goes to like 12 different directions at once. But a very important thing is that, did you ever wonder why a cancer cell is so different from other cells? It does many things that cancers, that other cells cannot do. For example, cancer cells make stem cells, which everybody is learning about now, so that when these go then to various organs, they can become a brain cell, a lung cell, a bone cell. They can become whatever they want. And there's one nutrient that makes the cancer cells not make stem cells so that they can metastasize. You know what that nutrient is? What? Vitamin D. And do you know what nutrient um, the Journal of the American Medical Association trashed last year by doing the most unscientific studies? Vitamin D. They underdosed it. They used uh, uh, too short a period, etc. So their study came out saying, oh, well, vitamin D doesn't really help anything with cancer or blood pressure or heart because they designed the study so that it wouldn't help so anything. So it would fail to begin with. Yeah, I'm sure. Now. And by the way, back on the uh, normal levels of nutrients that you were talking about, I totally agree because the um, what we tell folks is have your minerals and vitamins be in the top half of normal. In other words, if the lab says normal is four to six, then you want to be five or higher because now all the research is coming out and verifying this. They're saying we can't quite figure it out. People in the lower half of normal are the sick people. They just don't get it, that the norms were made on bloods that were kicking around the labs from people with one foot in the grave, six medicines, umpteen diagnoses. They did not use hundreds of well people with no drugs. They used blood that was in the lab from sickos already. 
So that's why they, a lot of the norms are not normal. Vitamin D, it says 30 on LabCorp and Quest. You should be over 80. Right. Um, the T3 should be over 3.5. It says 2.5 is fine. And that a lot of people have subclinical hypothyroidism. I'm so glad you did your thyroid book because that started people learning about thyroid. And it, it's epidemic now. Anyway. On the seven M's, we have medication. We're not done. Okay. <laughs> we have medications, mercury, Monsanto, my mangled fats, mycotoxins, the manufactured xenobiotics, and the worst thing, managed care. Because everything you have, whatever your symptom is, then you go to a doctor who deals with that symptom. His practice guidelines, which are dictated by the man in the medical center, whose income depends upon doing research and is funded by the drug industry, he makes the practice guidelines. So the practice guidelines come out being, you have this symptom, you need this drug. You have this problem, you need that drug. They never look for the cause and the cure. I, as I say, I've been through with readers uh, in phone consults um, in two dozen countries, uh, records from everywhere and they do not look for cause and cure. Basically, medicine is practicing blindly. They are absolutely blind. They do not know. For example, I cannot imagine being a surgeon and not knowing, not wanting to know, first of all, a person's vitamin D, zinc, magnesium, et cetera, levels before they go into surgery. I wouldn't want to be an orthopedic surgeon or a dentist who puts implants in without knowing the entilopeptide, the, uh, one of the crystal ball tests that we talk about in the newsletter, because that shows if you are losing bone, if you are not having the right nutrients so that you can keep calcium in your bones instead of dumping it in your heart, brain, and other blood vessels. Um, and again, I've never seen an orthopedic surgeon check a vitamin D level. I mean, I think a third grader would tell you that, ooh, if somebody's bad enough to have a joint replacement, maybe we better see if there's something wrong with their bones. So we're in a very, uh, managed care is extremely dangerous because it does not look for cause and cure. Well, uh, uh, and if, if it seems odd that it doesn't, my dad used to say, "If something, my dad used to say, if something seems so obvious, and people are doing things that just aren't reasonable, because the obvious thing would be to, to do something else, there's a money trail, and of course, there's a money trail from the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies. Their goal is to keep people unhealthy. And you go like, well, that's so harsh. No, they don't want you to be healthy. You're a cash cow for them." As long as you're sick, you're going to be on their medication, and they're going to charge a fortune fart, and they're going to buy off the politicians so that somebody pays them full top dollar for it. As a matter of fact, in the Medicare patients, they passed a law in Congress that the government couldn't negotiate with them. The, yeah. HMO, the HMOs can negotiate on prices for drugs, but they wouldn't let the federal government. The federal government has to pay top dollar for all their drugs, and, the, and drugs couldn't come from across the borders at a cheaper price. So it's, it's, a, uh, it's basically a way that the, the pharmaceutical companies can make astronomical profits and keep everybody sick, and the, and the, and the poor doctor's at the bottom of the feeding chain. The poor doctor is... He's, he's 
he's in a terrible quandary. He's in a Gordian knot. He trained in medical school, wanted to help people, never learned about natural approaches to health. Now he gets out. He finds out he's going to be owned and controlled by the pharmaceutical company. He's going to be trained by the pharmaceutical companies, so he's brainwashed. And then he has to go to work for an insurance company, which tells him what to do. So if he listens to this podcast or reads one of Sherry Rogers' books or one of my books, it goes, gosh, I'd like to try that. He goes and tries it. The HMO and PPO will slap his hand and say, you do that. You're out of the program. Well, he doesn't have a way to make a living. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to go out and set up a cash-based practice. So then, what he has to do, he goes like, "I don't like this insurance anymore because they're slow paying me and and they're cutting all my fees and they're capitating and I'm working harder and harder and making less and less. I'll go to work for the hospital. Now he sells that to the hospital. Now the hospital says, "We'll take care of all that. Don't you worry about any billing. We're going to pay you a salary." And he goes to work for the hospital, and they go like, well, Dr. Jones, you, you know, you, we expect you to put patients in the hospital. We expect you to use our lab and our, all the imaging, and you're really not, you know, you're not holding up your end of the deal here. And so he gets the message. He's got to do a lot. He's got to make money for the hospital by sending his patients in. So it's just a crooked, it's a crooked system. It's a corrupt system. What you have to do, folks, you have to recognize the system for what it is, corrupt. And you've got to decide that you're going to do a 180 and get out of that system and get yourself on a path of health and wellness naturally. And that really entails, I'd say, four key, four key things you can do to help get yourself on a path of health and wellness. The first and foremost always is eat healthy. You've got to eat a healthy, you've got to eat healthy. And what that means in our books, what we teach here at the Hotsi Health and Wellness Center, we say eliminate sugar. And eliminate all the simple carbohydrates, pizza, pasta, bread, uh, cookies, cakes, potatoes, rice. They all are starches, which means their sugar molecules hooked together. When you put them in your mouth, they begin turning to sugar, and you get a sugar high there, and it produces insulin. And you get insulin resistance because you have a high sugar diet, and you burn up the sugar, and you get sugar highs and sugar lows, and you're eating all the time, and you never feel satisfied and the body's making more and more insulin, you're getting sugar higher, and it's got to drive the insulin into fat, and you're getting fatter and fatter. And now you're getting uh, now you're getting inflammation in your arteries, you've got coronary artery disease, and, you, and then you've got high blood pressure, and you got a whole uh, all these problems. Then, you're, then you don't think well, and you got brain fog, and because all your blood vessels are getting glycolated with, with, with the proteins are getting glycolated, and sugar hooked to them, and kidneys aren't working well, and you're going downhill. And that's all because you're eating sugars and simple carbohydrates. You've got to eat good, healthy oils, good, healthy uh, fats, good green vegetables. I like to take my vegetables without cooking them, although I do have steamed broccoli, steamed spinach, and steamed kale, etc. But I like, I take every morning for a green drink, I take kale and spinach, and I have the ladies here at the office put in water, 10 ounces of water, and they just grind that up, and I drink that's what I drink in the morning, two, two, glasses, two glasses of that. And I, don't, I used to put eggs in them. I'm not putting egg in them now, although I do believe in using egg. I just not. I'm, I want to have them clean uh, to get those good essential nutrients in there. And then what's important is for you to get, you don't need much meat, but when you, if you're going to eat oils, it's good. Eat eggs. Eat butter. Eat fish oil, olive oil, olives. Eat... Uh, Coconut oil, avocados, cheeses. These have good, healthy oils in them. Eat those. Those will be good for you. 
and they will satisfy your hunger. But what I what I like to explain when you're on a high sugar diet, it's a lot like going to the fire, starting a fire in the fireplace with newspaper. It burns right up. You got to put more newspaper in. Burns up, burns up, and finally you figure out maybe if I put a log on here, it would burn slow. Well, the newspaper is like our sugar and the simple carbohydrates are like the uh, newspaper. They burn up quickly. You get sugar high, sugar lows, you're always hungry. Whereas when you put good, healthy oil in your body, it satiates your brain. Your brain has a, has a satiation center. It's, it's satisfied, and you're just not hungry. And, and so you eat good, healthy oils, good green vegetables, and, and eat them as fresh as you can and preferably organic if you can get it truly organic. And you don't need to eat a whole lot of meat, but you can eat some. Three or four ounces. I, I, if I eat three ounces, I feel full. And the other thing you can do is also fast. Eat once a day. You don't have to eat three meals a day. I looked at my dog. We got a, we got a beautiful lab. And I asked my wife, Jane, so how come you only feed him once a day? Well, he, he, he's fine. Well, she feeds him. He, he eats bison beef in the morning, every morning. He's thin. He's trim. He looks great. I started thinking, you look at Americans, why do you need three meals a day? You don't need this idea of eating six meals a day to lose weight. No, no, no. The, the way you lose weight is you eat healthy and a diet that has got good healthy fats in it. Some people call it a ketogenic diet. I don't know how much you promote that, but I, we do promote ketogenic eating. Uh, and the people that do that, you're just not hungry and you're thin. And, uh, and when you eat the fat, your cholesterol level goes down. So it's, um, it's just the opposite of the of the pyramid that the federal government and the and the uh, agricultural department and all the doctors and the diabetic society says eat a lot of grains. Well, that's really smart. Grains are sugar. If you eat a lot of grains, guess what? You're going to be sick. But that's good for the drug companies and it's good for the economy. Imagine if people oh, it absolutely imagine is. if people were well, what it would do to the economy. <laughs> we would be needing drugs. Hey, Dr. Uh, uh, Rogers, want to mention one other thing. I said some on my soapbox. One other thing is cholesterol. I read something that I hadn't thought about. And here I am, 68, and I've been in Natural Approaches to Health for, you know, 30 years. We celebrated our 29th anniversary uh, of our Hotsi Health and Wellness Center just this last month, by the way, on July 19th. So anyway, I'm reading, and of course, I know that the cause of underlying heart disease is inflammation caused by not only the petrochemicals in the environment that we eat, drink, breathe, slather on our body, also by the mercury and the aluminum and the lead and the other metals that we have in our system. You got mercury amalgams in your teeth, guys and gals. Get them out. Get rid of them. <laughs> because if you take if you take that one filling out and throw it in a 10-acre lake, the EPA will condemn it for mercury poisoning. But we're going to put it in our body. And the ADA, American Dental Society, is going to say there's no problem with it. I had a dentist guest of mine who had to quit dentistry because he got palsy. But he swore, and he heard me on the radio talking about a mercury and how dangerous it was. And he came up to the office, stomping mad. No, it's not. The ADA says it's safe. But the guy, I could tell, the guy had mercury poison. He had palsy because he was exposed to mercury every day in the office. Anyway, the third thing is infections also cause uh, inflammation in the arteries, and it settles in the coronary arteries. Those can be bacteria, chlamydia, uh, pyloribacter, any infection, any viral infection can settle in your 
arteries, and remember the coronary arteries are under most pressure. When they get inflamed from these toxins, what happens is they begin to deteriorate because they're under pressure, stretching, getting crushed, and so the body has a backup mechanism to heal the arteries, and that's called lipoprotein A. It's a form of cholesterol hooked to protein, and it's a patch. And then the body, the body wants to stabilize those arteries, and then calcium is, is absorbed into there, and, the, and we, get, we get calcified arteries. But in a sense, it's good because the body wants to make those rigid so they don't break open and tear. Well, problem is, is you have chronic inflammation, and you get narrowing of the arteries, and you throw off a plaque or a clot comes off, and you clog up your arteries, you got a heart attack. So you don't want that to happen. So you can prevent that using vitamin C. Vitamin C. I, I take, and I don't know where you are on this, but I adopted Linus Pauling and Matthias Rast's philosophy about um, heart disease being caused by low-grade scurvy and low levels of vitamin C because humans don't make vitamin C. So I have advocated vitamin C for 29 years or 28 years, and I've taken 10,000 milligrams a day. Now I take fifteen to 20,000 a day, and occasionally... Vitamin C IVs. As a matter of fact, with our guests in our uh, at the office, if they come in and they're sick, I'll give them thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy-five. My daughter came in and had mono, mm. and I've had her on a high dose of vitamin C. She's taking seventy-five thousand milligrams of vitamin C every day and doing much better. Feeling now. better, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's my four soap box of the day. <laughs> Well, that's that's the story. So one other thing we could talk about, and, and I, I can't make it into an M. I wish you could. And ladies and gentlemen, you need to listen closely. One of the reasons we have profound or we have epidemic hypothyroidism in the United States, I would say at least 70% of the population is hypothyroid that are adults, at least. And you can look because 70% of the population is overweight. And half those people, 35%, are what? Obese. Now, in in 1960, 16% of the population was overweight. 8% was obese. In Europe, right now, today, is there 70% overweight? No. 16% of Europeans are overweight, 8% obese, just like we were 60 years ago. So what happened in America? We let the fertilizer companies convince the city managers and city councils to put fluoride in the water. And fluoride, if you look at the material safety data sheet, MSDS of the federal government, it's a toxin. And it's highly toxic to the thyroid gland. It inhibits the the, uh, utilization of iodine because it's a halogen. It inhibits the utilization of iodine, which you have to have to make a thyroid molecule. You have to have iodine atoms attached to it. It also, fluoride poisons the enzyme which converts the inactive prohormone T4 thyroid with four iodine atoms hooked to it to T3. It poisons that. So what we get, and you've got to have thyroid hormone intracellularly at the mitochondria power plants in order to activate those power plants to catalyze the production of energy. They're like spark plugs. That's what the thyroid is. So if you're poisoning your body so you don't make enough thyroid hormone, or if you make it, you can't convert it, guess what? Your metabolism goes down. And then your weight's going to go up. So we see people all the time, even when they're eating right, they can't lose weight because they're hypothyroid. 
So my philosophy, Dr. Rogers, is this. If anybody, I don't care what your blood test says, although we look at antibodies, we always look at thyroid antibodies, but as far as your TSH, which, which the conventional doctors use as their gold standard, if an individual has the signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism, that person deserves a therapeutic trial of natural desiccated thyroid, not synthetic thyroid, not synthroid, not levoxyl, not levothyroid, but natural desiccated thyroid. And you increase it incrementally, start with a low dose incrementally. If they're basically a young, you know, in their 50s, not having any problems, you can, you can, you can do a quarter of a grain or a half grain every couple of weeks. And you work them up to two grains and see how they do. Check their blood. As long as you keep the blood within the range, you can push it. And so some people get well with one grain of thyroid. Some people get well on four grains of thyroid or something in between. But we have probably treated at least 30,000 people with uh, desiccated thyroid hormone at the Hotel Health and Wellness Center, which I would dare say is more than anybody in the country. And we've just had phenomenal results. It's just a godsend. And I learned that from Dick Mabry. He told me back in 1992, Dr. Mabry, you, 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 you know Dr. Mabry, I believe, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he told me, he said, he said, Steve, or Dr. Hotze, back in 92, you've got women in your practice or patients in your practice, I think he said women, who have hypothyroidism. They're making antibodies to their thyroid gland. And so we did a study of that here. And we found that 30% of the women that came in, at that time we were strictly an allergy practice, airborne and food allergies. So what we did is we tested everyone for thyroid antibodies. And we found that 30% of the females and 18% of the men had antibodies to their thyroid gland. And we have tested that for the last, you know, 27 years. And that's what we find. Now, if you look on blood tests, it's so crazy. Now they go 0 to 30 antibodies are normal. Well, no. 30 <laughs> antibodies aren't normal. No antibodies to your thyroid gland are normal. That's crazy. I mean, because uh, uh, they, they, they do that because then the doctors don't have to do anything about it. They don't know what to do about it. It just keeps, it keeps the phone calls down. But uh, we, find, we find that very commonly among our, our guests, and they have the symptoms of low thyroid. So it's, it's the fluoride in the water. So what you have to do is get reverse osmosis. That's what you've got to do. And please don't take toothpaste. Go read the side of your toothpaste tonight. Get your crest out or whatever you have, arm and hammer. Look on the side. There's a warning there that says if you ingest any more than you put on your toothbrush, immediately call poison control. Go to poison, call poison control or call your doctor. Now, that's crazy. <laughs> and so why we would be putting that in our mouth. And if, you're under, if the kids are under six, don't let them use it. That's how dangerous it is. But they never say that. People look about They say, well, that fluoride is going to keep you from getting cavities. Don't let your dentist put fluoride on your teeth at the office. I don't know what in the world they're thinking, but if you want to just destroy your, your thyroid function in your body, intracellularly and in, in the gland itself, just keep drinking that fluoride water and brushing your teeth with fluor, uh, fluoridated toothpaste. And I can promise you, you'll end up hypothyroid. And you'll go to your doctor and you'll check your blood, and he'll say you're in the normal range. You don't have thyroid. But I think you're a little depressed, and you need a little Prozac, sweetheart. And that's what they do. 
Well, that's that all falls under the um, six, the manufactured xenobiotics or toxins, right. because um, the the PFOA, the Teflon that coats all of the frying pans when you eat out, and all the processed foods are made with uh, Teflon materials, um, so that you that in itself is a huge fluoride uh, component. That it's PFOA. The F is fluoride. And like you say, in their toothpaste and everything else. Yeah, folks have no idea the amount of, well, we're exposed to over 84,000 chemicals, and most of them have never been tested. So, and in terms of the hypoglycemia, a lot of folks, as we showed in How to Cure Diabetes, um, if they get rid of their candida or they clear their hypoglycemia with manganese, uh, molybdenum, chromium, vanadium. Vanadium is an insulin mimic. There are a lot of reasons why people have hypoglycemia that they can get over, you know, if they just, if they right. have, if they are still craving, because that does drive their appetites as well as being hypothyroid. But I couldn't agree more with everything. What about, um, what about this? I'm just curious. Give me your take on the, on uh, the keto eating program. You know, there was a, it was just really the old Atkins diet. That's basically what it is. Atkins believed in putting people in ketosis, and um, and of course. So what's your what's your I mean what's your thought? Everybody's books and studied there. uh, Everybody who has written on ketosis, and um, and and then you go to the flip side, Ornish. Then you go back to Bob Atkins, who I lectured with, uh, and then you have uh, Gundry and all the people who are are pro uh, ketogenic. I personally would not dare put anyone on it without first looking at all of their nutrients because I know people who have tried to do it. And of course, you know, we never know quite well how they actually do their day to day eating and planning and so forth. But um, they did not do well. And, and there are a lot of things in the ketogenic diet that, for example, the lectins that um, are a popular thing to avoid. If a person heals their leaky gut, they don't have lectin sensitivity. You only get gluten enteropathy and lectin problems and those things if you have a leaky gut, intestinal hyperpermeability. And that's a major thing. You don't get autoimmune disease without leaky gut. You don't get a lot of stuff without the gut. And so if you go back to the gut and heal that, um, chapter four and how to cure diabetes or else uh, no more heartburn, which is even more thorough in the gut, but you've got to heal that gut. And then we've gone into a lot of other ways, uh, things to heal it with in the newsletter in the last few years, because uh, it underlies the problem that it starts a lot of chronic disease for everyone. Right. This uh, is key. Fact, we've started. Well, we've started a, a acronym um, in the last few years in the newsletter that when you're stuck, whenever you're stuck with any disease and you want to get rid of it, think toxins, hormones, intestines, nutrient deficiencies and knowledge gaps. T-H-I-N-K. If you go into those five categories, you will usually find the cause. And I, the intestines and interference fields, major for most people. So go over that again. It was toxins, hormones. Intestines and interference fields, uh, nutrient deficiencies, and knowledge gaps. It's the stuff they just don't know. 
Right. Well, they this, just have to read. Well, this this is this is what's really key, listeners. Got to clean up your gut. To clean up your gut, you got to clean up your diet. And if you if you have if you've been on antibiotics, which most Americans have, you're going to yeast free eating program, which is basically ketogenic, but it's elimination of all your sugars and carbs. Uh, so what you do with that, and then you take, and we give nice statin, uh, and then we also follow That's that up. off the market now. We got it here. The two, the two manufacturers in the United States that make nice statin, we comp- stopped it. We compound it. We buy the natural, we buy whole, we, we buy it in bulk, so we make it here. We compound it. Well, I would like to know about that because I would put that in our newsletter for folks because we thought that there was no other option. We've got it here at Hotsey compounding pharmacy we do and then okay. we then we'll do a then we'll do a, a course of some fluconazole i don't really like to use it but it's important to do that because you got to get in the mycelial phase well, you have to go to on either side of the of the gut right inside is the nystatin because it's not right. absorbed and that's where the mycelia the little fingers of the yeast are clinging to the right. wall and inside in between the cells and then you have to attack it from the blood vessel side too which is the ketoconazole or um nizarel fluconazole that's exactly right so in in w- what I'd like to do when we come back on another show I would like to to um get your opinion your thoughts on peptides have you done Have you done any writing on that in any of your newsletters yet? Well, yes, but we're we're so more much more focused on the uh, ten common uh, mistakes that endocrinologists or thyroid specialists make, and uh, how the cancer patient is is really cheated because they're they're not looking at D to stop them from the the cancer cells from making stem cells that cause metastases. They're not um, using enzymes that we showed in Wellness Against All Odds that dissolve the sialoglycoprotein off the uh, outside of cancer cells so that now they're naked in the breeze and the immune system can actually destroy them. They're not using the carrot juicing that was in the Wellness Against All Odds that helps that Harvard researchers showed 20 years ago reprograms the cancer gene. It makes it go back to a gene that makes cancer cells commit suicide or apoptosis, et cetera. I mean, there's people are screwed if they if they're not reading because medicine is totally drugs devices and surgery that's exactly right and everything that dr sherry rogers believes about natural approaches to health she has developed through her own life experiences and a tremendous amount of study and she's written about this and she has been a tremendous help to thousands and thousands tens of thousands of doctors have learned from her and hundreds of thousands of patients. So we're pleased to have had you on the program again, Dr. Rogers. You were, as always, so bright and articulate in your comments. I thank you for joining us. Yes, and I do want to remind our audience, um, Dr. Rogers, that the best way they can reach you is prestigepublishing.com. Yes, or 1-800-846-6687. And uh, I want to know more about the uh, nystatin for our newsletter for everybody who needs to know about it. And we want to remind folks, make yourself too smart to fail. Absolutely. I was going to say all of those M's you talked about, you could file it under one big misinformation. So thank you for coming on the program, for shedding the light and giving us all knowledge that was I don't know about everybody else. I took copious notes myself. I did too. And, uh, you know, a lot of supplements were talked about on the program as well. You can always call Hotsey Vitamins uh, for some of those products. Vitamin C, the 
vitamin D, don't do the toothpaste, do the spry toothpaste instead. Right. So you can go to hotzevitamins.com or you can call us at 1-800-579-6545. That's 1-800-579-6545. And as always, you can reach out to us for a complimentary consultation at 281-698-8698. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today here at Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution. provided on this radio program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution Radio Program advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this radio program is at the listener's discretion.